Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to TMZ Movie Crashers. Welcome to the TMZ Movie Crashers podcast. I'm your host, Fabian Garcia from TMZ. I'm your host, Paige Catton from 2Fab. And this is a podcast where we are just talking movies all the time, getting in the weeds, uh, industry news, um, obviously doing it with our own spin. And right off the bat, uh, this is our first episode, and it is on the heels of Oscar night. Um, and I'll just mention, too, right off the bat, that the formatting for this first show is going to be a little bit different than what you might see going forward. Um, Last night was a big night, a lot of news. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about, and we can just get right into it. Um, the, the the main takeaway and the biggest story uh, from last broke night- Broke the internet. Broke the internet, literally, <laughs> was the fact that Will Smith uh, smacked, slapped, struck Chris Rock across the face, squarely across the face, yeah. um, seemingly trying to defend his wife, Jada Pinkett's uh, honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was insane. I think we can just, we can just hop, we can pitch right to the sound right off the bat if you want. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Oh, out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a GI Jane joke. GI Jane no joke that done this. Fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Just absolutely crazy. Um, obviously it starts with Chris Rock cracking a joke at Jada's expense about her shaved head slash bald head saying G.I. Jane. Um, and and the reason that I think Will and Jada took such offense to that is because she suffers from, al- I think it's called alopecia. Alopecia. Alopecia, which is a condition that causes hair loss. She's been public about that for- A couple years. For, for a few years now. Yeah. For, you know, maybe since 2018, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, she's spoken out about it. It's unclear if Chris Rock was aware of it or not. In any case, um, Will Smith got up there and smacked him and- it's insane. I mean, look. He laughed first, though. It's that, that's correct. So if you look, if you watch the tape, you will see that when Chris Rock first made the joke, it cut to Will and Jada. Mm-hmm. Will seems to be laughing, just like a nervous, like chuckle, kind of like a nervous chuckle. Yeah. And then Jada is the one who rolls her eyes and, and was then, like, and then it cut away, and went back to Chris. And my theory is that I think Will looked over at Jada, mm-hmm. saw she was unhappy. Maybe she said something to him. She maybe she said. You're gonna you're gonna stand you're gonna sit there and just take that, and I think at that point Will said nope, and then just went up there and did what he did. Um, I think that too. I def- definitely think that that she had said something to him, or yeah. maybe she had like even more of a reaction, and Will was like, oh, I got to do something. Sure. And yeah. look, obviously we can just right off the bat say that we condemn the violence. Of course, it, the, the violence is uncalled for. Was it necessary? It's wrong. We can we can repeat that a lot, but. I'm going to defend Will Smith a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna interesting. Def- I'm going to defend Will. I am going to defend Will Smith a little bit because the internet seems torn on this. Completely you, divided. Completely divided. Some people are saying 
totally uncalled for, not necessary. You cannot strike somebody. You can't get away with violence. That's just yeah. good old, that's just flat out assault and battery, which it is, honestly. But I'm going to defend Will Smith in this sense. Like, he was getting up there to defend Jada's honor. Um, I think he, the, the way he did it was not, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have hit Chris Rock. I mean, that, that much goes without saying. If he would have gone up there and said, what he said when he sat down, which is keep- In his face? Yeah, in his face. If he yeah. would have said, keep my wife's name out of your mouth, and he, if he would have yelled it on the spot on stage, I think that would have accomplished exactly what he wanted, hitting Chris Rock, making a big scene. I mean, I don't know, like, in my mind, like, there, if I was with a, a woman or a significant other or something, and somebody said something to me, I, I, basically what I'm saying is I could possibly be incited mm-hmm. to violence in that type of situation in trying to defend my my woman's honor or something like that. Do I think Chris Rock hit that threshold? No, but my threshold's different than Will Smith's, obviously. His threshold is smaller. That makes sense. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. A lot. And another thing, another little theory I have, too, is, uh, you know, this is all with the backdrop of Will and Jada kind of being the butt of a lot of jokes um, in recent years, right? Like they, they're the but pun- they do put their personal lives out there. Yeah, they invite a it. lot. They invite it. A like, lot. like basically, like Will and Jada air out their personal lives to the utmost degree. Um, and but because of that, they're often they're often memed. They're often like they're they're kind of their family's a bit of a laughing stock. And Will Smith specifically has been made fun of and mocked and sort of ridiculed. And he and you know to his credit, he's sort of taken all that in stride. And I wonder if part of his reaction here was not just Jada looking at him and saying, and, and maybe communicating, you better get up there and do something about this. But I also feel like just inside, this might have been a breaking point for him. He might have thought, you know what? I've been a joke long enough. This is where I draw the line. I'm going to get up there and do this. And I mean, he knew what he was doing. He, he knew it was a live telecast. He knew millions of people were doing it. So he wanted to make a big show of it. He obviously did. Um, I just think it was, it was a combination of things. Plus, there's also the fact that Chris Rock... And, and Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, they have history. Yeah. Um, I think Chris Rock in 2016, when he was hosting hosting the Oscars, he kind of roasted Jada, who was not there that day. Because they boycotted. They boycotted, and, and, you know, I think Will was sort of snubbed that year. Jada was upset about that, and also upset about the fact that there was not enough diversity. That was mm-hmm. a big theme that year, Oscars so white. But Chris Rock kind of poked fun at her there as well, too, and said, yeah, like, Jada Pinkett uh, protesting the Oscars is like me protesting... You know, Rihanna's panties. It's like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. It's like me I wasn't invited. I wasn't invited. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's history there. There was another. Uh, there was some, another mention of like some. Chris Rock got into the comments of one of Will Smith's posts recently. Like he 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 wished his ex-wife a happy birthday, and I think uh, I read that Chris Rock slid into the comments of that post and basically said something to the effect of, "Wow, dude, like your wife must be really understanding," kind of thing. So Chris Rock has been poking the bear. That's yeah. a, that's another layer to this, that Chris, there's history, Chris Rock's been poking the bear. I think all the combination of all of it, Will Smith kind of just snapped. Um, I don't know, and, and like I said, I, I, I sort of, I can respect the idea, the philosophical idea. I'm not gonna, res- I'm not gonna- Respect spe- the I'm not, I'm, Exactly, yeah. I'm not gonna specifically defend this specific action, but I can, I can at least defend the general philosophical idea of defending your woman's honor. Like, yeah. you know, sp- you know, speaking, and you know, in. You know, I've been in a bar fight or two. Like, like it happens, you know, yeah. and it is toxic masculinity. And that's another that's another conversation. This is that people are having about this, like Will just oozing toxic masculinity. Um, and it was always just so interesting that the 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 Will Smith the Smith family 
seems to be united on this. Yeah, yeah, and like, sorry, I, I kind of give me what do you, what's okay, your whole take okay. on all this? No, please. because I I was letting you um, letting you go through that because yeah. I agree with with several things you said. I sure. mean, I do agree that you know maybe. Maybe he did with your theory that he just kind of reached his breaking point. Yeah, this was obviously like poking the bear. They've had um, beef in the past, or seemed seemingly beef, and right. you know things going on. Like he was obviously hurt over some things Chris Rock said in the past. Yeah, or just upset and irritated with. That said, and I do, I, I do think about you know protecting, you know protecting his woman. Like yeah. I get all that, but I also, I just, I think it was, it was still an overreaction. It was, and I think that. I agree with actually what you said when you said if he wanted to do something, just like yell. Yeah. Okay. But the punch or slap, what sounded like a punch. Right. Um, that was just so uncalled for. Right. And I think another thing that really bothered me, mm-hmm. well, there's two things. One was the fact that he was nominated and it, he was pr- obviously predicted to win and he did win. And he did win. And I we'll think get to that, that in a second, yeah. and we'll get that in a second. But I think that. There was an, obviously he could have done this somewhere else, and I think if he, and due to the fact that he was also the front runner and ended up winning, mm-hmm. I think that this was even more of a, a reason why he should not have done it there. Yeah, because he was nominated. If he was like a, just a, you know a other presenter or someone else in the audience, I feel like it wouldn't have been as bad. Right. Because and especially because the award hadn't been given out yet. Right. So it was people, looming. It was. It was. It was, it was so looming. I was literally like saying, I, we know in our Slack channel because we both worked worked yesterday uh, for you know Teams and Two Fab and. On our Slack channel, we were like, oh, my God, like, best actors up next. Like, we're freaking out because right. what's he going to say? You know? And I think that um, it it kind of it made it more uncomfortable. It did. It, it I, I think it put it not only did it put a damper on things, but it, it kind of overshadowed, in my opinion, the entire I felt award. so bad for Questlove. Yeah. Poor Questlove. Poor, poor Questlove because he, he was right Chris after. Chris Rock was up there presenting Him for documentary. The yeah. And then so Questlove's moment was stolen. Even Jessica Chastain, who won after that, her moment was sort of the stolen. The whole rest of the show, the he couldn't stop the, thinking about nobody it. Nobody could stop talking or thinking about it. And to your point about Will Smith's speech, there too, it was a, it was an odd choice of words. He seemingly defended and doubled down in what he did. All about love. All, I was he, protecting my protection, protecting my family. Throwing a lot of language love. about love around and crying and invoking God. In fact, I think we have the sound. We can, we can listen to it real quick right now. Richard Williams was a fierce defender of his family. I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. And I know to do what we do, you gotta be able to take abuse, you gotta be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you gotta be able to have people disrespecting you. And you got to smile and you got to pretend like that's okay. I want to be a vessel for love. I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my, all my fellow nominees. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Love will make you do crazy things. I think him talking about love and him wanting to be a vessel for love completely contradicts the actual action. Like, that that was not a loving... I literally that was not wrote a, in my notes, all about love, dude, you slap someone. Exactly, like, that's a perfect way to put it. I literally dude, wrote you that slap down. somebody. You slap that's not some, love. That is not love. I mean, like, he, he was talking about being a protector, being a protector of your family. Like, fine, I get that. But don't come out here and talk about love. And, he and also, you're making it like this. And I get it, like, you just won an Oscar, it's a big deal. But, like, there was a lot of emotions going through his and head. And I think he point. could have... He could have just... 
I think, obviously, I, I'm not in his position, in, but if I was in that situation, um, I feel like he could have just taken the joke and he could have done this response in his speech. Yeah. Because he, you know, he brought up, like you said, you know, we're kind of in the butt of the joke. Yeah. And, you know, we get, they didn't say the exact words, but, you know, that's what he was alluding to. Right. He was saying that, you know, in Hollywood, Hollywood. you're expected to just let people exactly. talk crazy about you and just sort exactly. of smile it off or whatever. Exactly. So he was, that was obviously bothering him. 100%. Right. So I feel like he could have, like, brought that up in his speech, like yes. the way he did his speech. Yes. Instead that would have been the classic thing to do. That would have been the perfect thing to do. And, and even, especially because he got emotional and everything. He got emotional. But then, at, but coming after that, it seemed slightly inauthentic. Yep. It seemed kind of like. Meaning, sort of not, not mean. Yeah. Not, yeah. Kind of meaningless, sort of empty. It and was, it was an empty also, words. And also we talked about how much we loved Will Smith's performance in King Richard <sighs> and how much we were so excited for him to finally win an Oscar. That's and what, I was like, and I was like, disappointed i was like now i feel like i can't even be happy that he won that you're taking the words you know what i mean 100 you're taking the words out of my mouth because as we discussed it was so upsetting it broke my heart just objectively will smith was more than deserving of that oscar if you watch that movie he kills it yeah um but you're right his actions ruined the moment ruined his moment it ruined the show at large and you're right if will smith would have taken the high road and saved his anger for the speech like could have written it down right if he would have saved it for the speech Chris Rock would be seen as the villain right now and not Will Smith. But at the exactly. moment, Will Smith is the villain. And look, and we can just to lay out the rest of the facts here. Um, Chris Rock is not pressing charges. Yeah. LAPD says they're not going to file a police report. They're leaving the window open for Chris to do that. But as of now, no charges, no criminal repercussions for this. The Academy um, released a statement yes. saying the Academy does not condone violence in any form. Tonight, we are delighted to celebrate our 94th Academy Awards winners who deserve this moment of recognition from their peers and movie lovers around the world. And they tweeted that in the comment. Well, obviously, Twitter was people, like we mentioned, people are very divided. But there were a lot of people like saying, then why didn't you do something? Yeah. The like Rosie O'Donnell is like, then you literally did nothing. Why didn't exactly. you do something? Exactly. The, the Academy tweeting out that we don't condone violence is another sort of just empty. And then we congratulate. We congratulate the winners. Yeah, it's if, like if you okay. Re- if you really felt that strongly, you should have asked him to leave. Yeah. And said we, you, someone else can accept your award on your behalf. Yeah. But this is unacceptable. But the fact that they let him stay, they let him make this speech. It was like it was mixed signals coming from the academy. Like yeah. you kind of do can you do condone violence. In fact, I would argue that you kind of co-signed it by letting him stay there and get up there. Because now they got their uh, viewers. Yeah, people, and now more and, people are tuning in next yeah, year. Yeah, and, like, and there, there's all this chatter and speculation about is he going to have to give yeah. back his Oscar? Like, and we'll see what That's comes just, of that. That's just nothing's official. It's all rumors and sources and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's but. all innuendo. But we'll see what comes of it. But just like by far the craziest Oscar moment and I would argue one of the craziest TV moments in in television history frankly. Was, oh 100%. Yeah and god damn it I love movies and I love the Oscars and it's just. I just have a, not stopped thinking about it. I watched the video so many times Yeah. I've like went to bed just thinking about you, it like I just can't so stop. So not, not to make too much light of this and I know we can move on after this no, but yeah. like some of the memes that have surfaced oh, from the Will Lupita, Smith. Oh my Lupita's Lord. reaction killed me. Yeah. Because she was, just she like, was oh. literally just like she was all of us just like is and then you just see the ba- you see the Batman and Robin memes. You know that Batman meme? Yes, where like, I know that. Robin. That's like that's Will Smith. Like, yeah, People are just, comparing it to like Euphoria, like I know, like the Maddie so slap. Many, oh god! Oh man, leave it to Twitter to find something funny and, yeah. and a terrible thing. Twitter always can find the light in um, yes, not so funny situation. So, moving on, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about how the hosts did. Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes. Yes. First time the Oscars have had hosts in years, mm-hmm. and there was. Three women, mm-hmm. two women of color, one woman who's a woman of color and also a member of the queer community. Yep. So all comedians, got, all comedians, all different um, comedy styles. styles. Yep. And um, the opening monologue, they touched on like 
lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But the thing that we that stood out to us the most was when they um, mentioned the "Don't Say Gay," yep. um, calling out Florida. But obviously, um, for those people that don't know, um, ABC is the Oscars are on ABC, which is owned by Disney. Disney. So the fact that that was approved yeah. is interesting. But they also probably like urged them to do that. I'm sure they did because they're trying to. We were talking about this just Yeah, we don't we don't have to get too into the weeds this, onto but, the whole um, don't say gay thing, but, but essentially Disney has been totally wrapped up in that controversy and I think I mean they've apologized and they've tried to like backtrack on like how what they back said. The light year, kiss and light year, right, they're, yeah, like and they're they've been putting out statement yeah. after after statement saying we support the LGBT community. So actually with that in mind, I'm actually not surprised that Disney approved it. They probably said, Yeah, get a little We get, need something get, there. Get a little jab at us yeah. in there too, yeah. kind of thing. So I thought that was interesting. And um we were saying how much we were shocked by how, like, first of all, Amy Schumer got like her own like solo stand up. She like, did, and it was hilarious. It was frankly. funny. It was so funny. I was a little uneasy about a little, like, a little not unsure how Amy Schumer was gonna, how it was gonna go. I thought right. it was gonna, I was gonna be, is it gonna be super vulgar? Is it gonna be too much? Is it yeah. actually gonna be, you know, not even funny? But she was hilarious. She and was. She took like no one, like she had like no prisoners in the best way. Like she took jabs at like don't look up J Law, who was like one of her best friends. Right. Leo, um, uh, jabs at Serena, Venus, and Will. Yep. Maggie and Jake Gyllenhaal yep. said they were siblings. I mean, or did they were dating? Um, she, she made a crack at, about Lucille Ball and Nicole yeah. Kidman, and it was good. It was and good. She, were she, she, it. she was kind of hopscotching all over the place, yeah. just cracking jokes. And I thought all of the jokes were like edgy enough to where I was like, "Ooh, that's edgy," but doesn't go over the line. Like it yeah. was, it was, she, it was a great balancing act from Amy. Um, on the on the flip side, on the flip side. Uh, and then, one, by the way, Wanda Sykes was great too. She kept oh, yeah. it, she kept it relatively kosher, yeah. and she had, like, I loved fl- their little costumes. Yeah, and they everything. had like them little skits and bits yeah. and stuff when like that. When she dressed up as King Richard with yeah, the, with that the was, tennis, that was funny. That, that was, was hilarious. Funny. I loved uh, that. Even her film segment where she goes to that museum was yeah, hilarious. too. That was good. Now, the one host who's getting a little bit of backlash um, and and some kind of uh, critique, I would say, people love it or hate it. Yes, love it or hate one it. or the other. Yeah. Uh, would be Regina Hall. Yep. Um, and she's a comedian, but she's all she's like an actress. She's not like a, a stand up comedian. I don't think she's more of like an actress comedian. If yeah, that makes fun, sense. Like in um, Girls Trip, which I believe that the producer of the Oscars is the director of yes. Girls Trip yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, correct. So. Um, She's like a hilarious actress. And she's from like the scary movie series yes. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason why Regina Hall is getting a little bit of backlash is because throughout the show, she was kind of running with this gag, like a running bit, which was like, hey, everybody, I'm single and there's a bunch of fine men out here. So get ready. It was just that like was, horny Regina. It was like, just horny Regina, Regina essentially, yeah. which uh, uh, to me on its face. Is funny, like that's that that, was, that jives with like her sense of humor, yeah. Her, her her whole persona, like I wasn't even mad at it, um, and I got to be honest, as I was watching what happened, I wasn't even mad at it. But like upon reflection, I was like, hmm. And I? we kind of we kind of have like opposing thoughts on this. A we do. Bit. So yeah. not, here's what happened. So Regina, um, the the big thing is that she at one point uh, she said she called up like Bradley Cooper, Timothy Chalamet, Simu Liu, Simu Liu, um a lot a lot of like the the young hot single guys. She did the Jacob Elordi, but he didn't come up. Right, she kind of like called him but he didn't come. Yeah, yeah. And she's basically said, we got to do extra covid the testing test. and part of that covid testing is me taking you in the back, putting and I got I got to swab you with my tongue. Take your mask off and your clothes. I'm going to swab the back of your mouth with my tongue and do some other freaky stuff that I record for Academy Protocol. This isn't up to me. We're still in a pandemic. Yes. And then so then she sent those guys backstage and then Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa came up to do uh, their present presenting an present an award. And then Regina kept the she kept the bit going and she Patted said, them down. sorry, I got to do more COVID testing. I got to do a pat down. So she was like filling up on their ass. 
Um, in fact, I think we have a we have a little bit of the sound for that too. Sorry, I, I, I got to do a COVID pat down. Jesus, this thing is so it's rough. You know what I mean? I just gotta get on down here. Make sure you're okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, let me get on in there. Yep. He's feeling good, everybody. Yeah. Get on over here. Oh boy! Wow, this is a lot. This is a lot. Got to get on over here. Excuse me. You know, I don't think that's a thing. You're safe. Just hearing it without, like, just listening to it, it's it's even funnier. It's hilarious, (laughs) and we should mention. So basically, she felt them up, patted them down, whatever. We should mention right off the bat, just for the record, that Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa and all the other guys that she brought up there, they seemed to be totally in on the joke. Yes. They were fully consent. You know what I mean? It, was it wasn't consensual. It wasn't some creepy, like, honey, gropey. Yeah. Like, no, it no, was not It was a bit. It was a, it was yeah, true. It was, it was, it was yeah. all scripted. It was part of the show. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's the criticism. The criticism that some people brought up was, boy, oh boy, a man could not get away with that. Even if it was scripted. Even if, even if the women, if you reverse the roles... Even if everybody was in on it and everybody was all cons- it was all consensual, a man could not get away with doing that, especially in this day and age, like after Me Too and all that. Like, there's just no way that a man could could do exactly I mean, that's that. That's obvious, yeah. Right. Okay, so th- that goes without saying them, mm-hmm. but some people still felt the need to kind of chirp up and say yeah. it. And like, look, I mean, I'll, I'll acknowledge it is a double standard. Mm-hmm. Objectively, it's a double standard, and I get that. And, and you know, yeah, like, would a, could a man get away with it? No, she couldn't. And they, they couldn't. Regina can get away with it though. And yeah. the question is. Am I okay with it? The answer is yes. Honestly, like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to try to feign. Okay, then I, I guess we don't have a place. I, I, I'm not going to. At first, I was kind of like, yeah, this is kind of BS. But, like, I'm not, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not going to feign outrage. I'm going to go with my gut, and I'm going to say it was it was a bit. It was funny. Mm-hmm. It was kind of part of Regina's entire whole gag that night about yeah. being single. And, yes, I can, I can. Two things can be true. That it was, it's a double standard and that a man could not get away with that. Yes, that in and of itself is true. Here's the other truth. That was funny as hell. Yes. It was hilarious. Okay. So and it worked. Yeah. Okay. So I really thought we were going to disagree on this. But I, I yes. Think, and I but turned the tables on you. You turned it on me. Okay. You turned it off. You turned the tables <laughs> on me. Okay. Yeah. So I agree. I think, but I will admit, I didn't even think about it being a double standard because mm. I was just like, well, obviously it is. Right. And I just thought it was freaking hilarious. Right. And then like hours later, <laughs> we were talking and then I was like, we had looked up some more, you know, reactions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I guess it is a double standard, but like it's still like freaking hilarious. Like right. I, I don't think two two things can be true. It is a double standard. Yes, a man cannot even do like a portion of that. Yeah, and it was also absolutely hilarious. Right. And so and so original. I thought it was a great way to to bring in like you know um, a COVID joke because they sure. had to have a little bit in there. Right. And right, I thought right, that right. was a perfect way to do it. And you know, having some single hot guys as a woman, like come on, like I love that. You know, I love Timothy Chalamet. So sure. and I also but going off that. Uh huh. There was this tweet that I saw because a lot of people, obviously, Twitter was divided. You know, some people were saying, oh, that's, you know, why do we need the horny Regina? Like, it was so distasteful, blah, blah, blah. And right. they set the double standard. Like, right. a man can never do that. And people got outraged over it yeah. on, on that end. Yeah, they were. But then there were people that were kind of on the other end, like, this is so funny. Like, love it. Like, she should have hosted by herself. Like, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I actually think that's a great point. I think Regina honestly probably could have hosted by herself. I, like, think, she, she, I think she Amy would, could I, have too. Yeah, true. Any, any one of them probably any, could have and, done and it. Same with Wanda, yeah. yeah. So, but there was someone that uh, this tweet, I'll just, I don't want to go too far into this, but someone pointed out, they wrote, kind of love that Regina is getting to do a bit men have been doing for years and better. So almost kind of saying that, right. like, men have been ob- objectifying women forever objectifying and she kind of forever. got to do it, but in a, I don't thought it was a pretty, it wasn't too much. 
Like, I think it wasn't not like she was, you know, she didn't pat them all down. She patted a couple of them down. It's not like she was. And it wasn't like long. I didn't go. It went on for a little bit, but it didn't go on and on and on. It's not like she grabbed their junk or anything. Exactly. I was going to say, I was like, at that point, I would have been like, okay, I was trying to allude to that without actually saying that. She was just grabbing their butts and grabbing their thighs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It was tasteful. Exactly. It was tasteful. It wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't like gratuitous or over the line. No, no. I thought it was perfectly well within the line. So all the outrage people can just simmer down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pivoting off of that, um, kind of getting to a, 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 a actually like a nice yeah. uh, standout moment from the Oscars that was actually heartwarming and really feel good. So Francis Ford Coppola, um, he he came on stage. Uh, the The Oscars was honoring the 50th anniversary of The Godfather. Al Pacino um, came up. Al Pacino came up with him. Robert De Niro came up mm-hmm. with him. And um, Francis Ford Coppola, he he basically kept his speech pretty short. He only thanked two people. Um, listen to who he thanked. So I'm going to only thank two from the bottom of my heart. One is a collaborator who has my, I've thanked many times, and every time you see the name The Godfather, his name is above the title, Mario Puzo. <laughs> and, and, and another, and another I've never thanked, but the time is due that I do because it was his participation and his decisions at the end that made it possible. Robert Evans. So here's why that's a big deal. Okay. Um, the, Robert Evans, who, who, who died a few years ago, um, he was a, a former executive at Paramount. Um, he was the, the guy who was greenlighting movies back in those days. And he's the one that greenlit The Godfather and kind of got the whole thing moving. Um, and he's the one who actually hired Francis um, and, and kind of shepherded the whole thing. During the making of that movie, and this is like some old Hollywood history stuff, Francis and Robert clash. Like, it is very well known that they not only just butted heads, they, you, could, you could argue that they were mortal enemies. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was bad. Like, they were, there were things about budget. And th- th- frankly, Robert Evans did not like... Marlon Brando as a casting choice, and he really did not like Al Pacino as a casting choice for Michael Corleone. He oh, he basically there, there's a quote out there some, somewhere some somewhere that says that Robert Evans allegedly called um, Al Pacino a quote unquote runt. Like I don't want a runt playing the oh, lead wow. of this movie because he he was like short and he didn't like it. Francis, meanwhile, defended Al Pacino and in hindsight, obviously made the right decision by casting both of those guys. Mm-hmm. And then after the movie came out, apparently Robert Evans was really touting and hyping up his role in making the movie. And that pissed off Francis Ford Coppola. So he, okay, so we we have gotten our hands on some telegrams, like- Bringing old, it back. Bringing it back. <laughs> old Western Union telegrams, which, which is what people sent to each other back in the day. They're like like letters, essentially. Yeah. Um, or like and facts, facts. Sort of like facts. Yes, yeah. kind of fa- but like kind of through like- Cart and buggy kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Francis Ford Cop- Coppola, um, he sent Robert Evans back then a scathing telegram, and I'll read just a little part of it, if I if I may. Yeah. Um, 
This is this is what uh, Francis said to Robert in, in part. He says, "You did nothing on the Godfather other than annoy me and slow it down." Um, you had nothing to do with the movie. Uh, you will never see the Cotton Club, which is another movie they worked on, until it is an answer print. Um, you have double-crossed me for the last time. If you want a PR war of any kind, no one is better at it than me. And we we're gonna we have the full telegrams on our website. People can go read it. There's a lot more that Francis says. I mean, like, really, it, it was like it's very eloquent, but it's like so yeah. nasty, you know. Robert Evans, in turn, replied, and he said, I mean, this is another crazy telegram. And so he starts, he goes, Dear Francis, thank you for your charming cable. Um, I cannot imagine what prompted this venomous diatribe. I am both annoyed and exacerbated by your fallacious Damn. accusations. And then he goes on to say, uh, this, is, this might, what does he say? He goes, but if they are uh, a reflection of your hostility... I bear great sympathy and concern for your apparent paranoid schizophrenic behavior. Um, so and he also says, "Do not mistake my kindness for weakness." So again, just to, that's just that just confirms these two men, um, even though they worked on this movie together and they actually had it, got it made. And by the way, there's there are TV shows and movies actually being made now about the, the about the making of The Godfather because yeah. it was so dramatic. This is part of that drama. These two these guys were clashing. They and as Francis Ford Coppola noted. He never publicly thanked Robert Evans, and he like calmly. So, ba said it. so basically, yeah. the fact that Francis, all these years later, even though Robert is dead at this point, the fact that he's coming out now on the fiftieth anniversary, bearing the hatchet and saying, "I, I, this guy gets, he deserves his due credit," yeah. you know what I mean? Because he, he really was there. Um, it was just such a heartwarming moment for cinephiles and movie lovers. Mm -hmm. Like, if you love movies and, and great films like The Godfather, and you know the history of these two guys, you know how big that was. Um, do you think, I, um, since I know we, it's kind of like, we're not gonna talk too much about this, sure. but do you think that they buried the hatchet in private before he died? It's, I think it's possible. I think it's possible that they might've done it behind closed doors because when Robert Evans died, I was doing a little, little bit of research on this last mm -hmm. night. When Robert Evans died in 2019, um, Francis actually shared some kind words for him at that point and basically said, I'll remember uh, Robert Evans as a handsome man, a determined man, yeah. you know, and like kind of singing his praises a little bit as far as his work at Paramount. Um, but as far as like in a speech type setting like yeah. this, it, it had never been done. Um, and just a super cool movie history moment um, that kind of, yeah, it was sweet, but it kind of got bogged down with all the other noise and nonsense that was going on. I mean, a lot of things did, let's be real. Yes, yes. Um, and speaking of noise or a lack thereof. Yes. So we were really surprised yes. that Ukraine was hardly mentioned. Yep. Um, we thought, especially after Amy Schumer, you know, said on Drew Barrymore's show that she even like pitched to have Zelensky like satellite in, right. which, okay, that was, you know. I know, lof lofty, uh, yeah. lofty goals Not, there. Yeah, yeah, yes. like that's yes, not yes, going to happen. Yes. But we, I expected that there would be, you know, several, like several uh, presenters would mention it. Yes. There'd be like segments. I thought there'd be like a whole, like way more than there yes, was. Yes, 100%. And so basically what there, what there, what did happen was that it was slightly mentioned. There were a few like allusions to it. So Mila mm -hmm. Kunis, when she introduced Reba's performance um, for her performance of the best, one of the best original songs, mm -hmm. Mila alluded. Of course, Mila Kunis has been um, very vocal about. What's and she's from Ukraine. And she's from she Ukraine. Was born and raised there, and then so, eventually came here. Right. So I was expecting that she was going to be there. That she was going to do something big. Yes. With Ukraine. When they brought her out, they, I was literally. When she was on the red carpet, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's going to be something. I knew that. I thought Mila would be the Ukraine moment because up until what, that point, the show was I had gone on for like an hour and a half already, and, yeah. and they, they had hardly mentioned it. Not at, at all. all. So 
she said before she um, introduced Reba, she said, recent global events have left many of us feeling gutted, yet when you witness the strength and dignity of those facing such devastation, it's impossible to not be moved by their resilience. She did not mention the word Ukraine explicitly. No, she did not say the words Ukraine. And she, then, she called it recent global events, yeah. which was very interesting. Yeah, it's like, why didn't they say the word? And then after their performance, after Reba's performance, they had this, the Academy had these title cards come up for right. like a moment, moment of silence. Yep. And Ukraine was actually listed yeah, there. Yeah, they, they actually they used said the, the word, word yeah. Ukraine. They basically said something to the effect of like, listen, as great, as great of a vehicle as movies are to inspire change and to, and to for cultural mm-hmm. causes and whatnot, um, there are refugees that need real money, real food, real resources. So please donate now. It was yeah. kind of just like a, you know, we stand with Ukraine type of thing. But again, they, it was a moment of silence, which was nice. But they they put that message up in like these like these title cards or these slides or whatever yeah. you want to call them like a PowerPoint presentation right a PowerPoint presentation yeah. essentially yeah. Um, but they did not really go out of their way and I missed it yeah we were because again if we you, were both if you working watching so it I wasn't and, watching that part and then I go and I was like what's on the screen like I, yeah. I was I, you there was no, you would have missed it they really did sort of in my opinion gloss over the whole 100%. Ukraine thing it's, why it, couldn't it, she have just said that yeah it's it, you're right that she could have said the it the statement and she, it also seems like the fact that Mila did not mention the word Ukraine I have a feeling that producers and showrunners were there had to they be were, something they were trying to kind of downplay yeah. it a little bit and there was a few especially Mila right there were a few winners along the way that kind of said you know Sam with Ukraine or whatever, but it was brief and fleeting. It wasn't like a prolonged thing. Well, I should note that during the red carpet, there were uh, several celebrities, multiple celebrities right. who wore like um, support refugees sure. ribbons or had like um, Ukraine flag or right. um, I think um, Jason Momoa had like a pocket square that was um, yellow and blue. Sure. So stuff like that. But again, we thought there, I really expected there was going to be more. I mean, yes. Amy Schumer slipped in. Ukraine really quickly. Yeah, she said there's a genocide, genocide going happening. on and women are losing their rights. Yeah, so, but she, but she, that that seemed like an off script moment. That yeah, she I'm not sure if that was even. In. I don't think it was pre approved. I, I think she sort of just slipped it in. But again, that just kind of goes to show. It seems that the Oscars this year really did not want to address the Ukraine situation, um, which I, I found kind of astounding because it's like the biggest topic I know for the entire world. Um, which was so surprising. What's so funny about this is that. Just a day earlier, yeah. um, Sean Penn, who is actually in Poland right now, he, he's doing a documentary. documentary right? He's yeah. Doing, but he's also doing a ton of humanitarian work okay. through his his core organization. It, you know, he's on the ground doing real stuff over yeah. there. Um, he did an interview with CNN this weekend, where he basically said something to the effect of. Um, he he backed Amy Schumer's original idea of having Zelensky beam in and say something. Satellite in. He yeah. said, not only should that happen. But if that does not happen, in fact, actually, I'm not, why am I even saying it? We have the sound. Let, let yeah, Sean speak, Penn it. speak for himself. If presenters have elected not to pursue the, the, the leadership in Ukraine who are taking bullets and bombs for us, along with the Ukrainian children that they are trying to protect, then I think every single one of those people and every bit of that decision will have been the most obscene moment in all of Hollywood history. And I hope that's not what's happening. If it turns out to be what's happening, I would encourage everyone involved to know that though it may be their moment, and I understand that, to celebrate their films, it is so much more importantly their moment to shine and to, to protest and to boycott that Academy Awards. And I myself, if it comes back to it, I when I return, I will smelt mine in public. So very long winded and very flowing kind of prose there. But yeah. essentially what he said is 
if Zelensky and or his leadership is not allowed to speak, um, I encourage people to boycott the Oscars. And yeah. I get it. This is your moment. But frankly, this Ukraine matter is a way bigger deal than that. Mm -hmm. So boycott the Oscars. And not only that, but he says, if it turns out to be the fact that they snub Zelensky um, and don't get him in for a chance to speak... Uh, I'm going to literally smelt. I was like, what? I had to look up what the yeah. word smelt was. <laughs> I, was I was like, like what does like, that what mean? What the hell is smelting? I had to Google it. Yeah. So it's literally melting down metal and then like pour, you know, like when you see like the, the, the lava, the iron workers and stuff yeah. like, yeah, that, he was like, I'm going to smelt my, uh, my Oscars. He has two of them. He has two. Yeah. Um, in public. And I was like, Jesus. In public? In public. So I was like, Jesus Christ. Part. So now well, after all this U Ukraine, this, this non-Ukraine chat, uh, chatter at the Oscars, essentially, yeah. but the fact that, that Ukraine was sort of downplayed. Zelensky obviously did not appear. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, a part of me was kind of giddy at the idea. I'm like, oh wow, is, is Champagne gonna come over and melt his Oscars yeah. down? Like, that's gonna be cool. Like, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, obviously, he feels very strongly about it. And like, I mean, look, we, we kind of discussed this earlier too about would it have been appropriate for Zelensky to beam in or not? Part of me feels like, no, it wouldn't be appropriate. I mean, uh, but let's be real. Would, even if they did ask, I highly doubt that Zelensky and or his leadership would have been able to do that. <sighs> you really don't you think so? I don't know. I mean, frankly, like I'm not I'm not no shade at Zelensky, but he has been doing a bit of a tour lately. Like I a, guess you're a right. bit of a little victory speech tour. Like he's been, in a, you know, for, like, good, for good cause. Or, yeah, but for like, good cause. Like he's he's doing these speeches for for good reason. Yeah, asking for things he needs. But he has been making himself available to to zoom into Parliament, to zoom into Congress, to speak to all these. But different you think nations. like the Oscars would be if like they, up if they, there if they would have approached him? And they would have approached him early. I think he could have done it. Really? He, he, I think, yeah, because he, look, he's he's an entertainer. He's yeah. a, he's an actor. He's a comedian. Yeah, I he always, knows I showbiz. Keep, I always keep having to remind myself of that. Yeah, he's he's an entertainer. It's hard to 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 remember. Yeah, to it's, remind it's nuts. That, it's that, such a crazy story. But like, um, I, I do actually think if they would have approached him early and and planned it out properly, yes, he probably would have been more than happy yeah. to take the moment because a lot of people were watching. It would have made a for it probably would have made. For a powerful moment. Um, Especially because they didn't have other stuff. Yeah. I think that maybe Sean Penn, like, obviously can't speak for him, but I think that maybe he would have been a little more, like, you know, okay. Or like, oh, you sure. know, they at least they did they did this and this and this, but they barely did anything. You're right. And they I barely said the word if, Ukraine. If so you, he's if, probably going to be like, well, let's There's no better way. There's no better way to piss off Sean Penn in this context than by, by, by doing what they did. Essentially, downplaying Ukraine, hardly yeah. mentioning Ukraine. Sean Penn was probably watching the show, like... What the hell? Like, yeah. like, like, all right, here comes the hot and he's metal. Like, and there's like, like bombs going off yeah, wherever he is. So, and he's like, um, hello. So we will see what happens with Sean Penn and his his alleged melting of the Oscars. If maybe he he'll just melt one. Maybe he'll just melt one and keep the other one. But if he actually does it, man, that, that would that would be a huge moment in and of itself. He puts it on camera Sean Penn's for intense. part of like, You know Sean Penn is super oh, yeah. intense. Like, I wouldn't be surprised no. if he ends up doing it. Yeah, if he actually does, I mean... That'd be great content. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll, yeah. talk, we'll talk about that then, too. To be continued. <laughs> yes. And um, so that's kind of the wrap-up for the Oscars. Oscars. That, those are our takeaways. What um, was your ultimate, like, overall opinion of the Oscars? It, short, short, short. Let's just, the just short, say I mean, like, all things considered, like, including the Will Smith stuff yeah. or without the Will Smith stuff? You're right. <laughs> those are kind of two different things. I mean, yeah. Let's, 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 let's keep the Will Without Will Smith, I thought it was going okay. Um, I thought it was... I don't know. It was like a regular Oscars to me. Yeah. It didn't seem too edgy. It didn't seem like too much of anything. Um, the fact that they they did the edited, they the fil the pre filmed categories, I thought was sort of ridiculous. It's like really because they, honestly they they filled the show with other stuff that in my opinion 
didn't need to be there. All these extra little skits Some and stuff. Some of the anniversary like, stuff was kind of cool, but like the James Bond one was a little bizarre. Yeah, Tony Hawk coming out to present. Yeah. Like that was just so weird. And like Javier Bardem and like Judy Dench in the audience. Like why couldn't they have right? Gone they have, up they have there. a Bond connection. Yeah. You're right. It's like so, freaking athletes going up. That made no sense. I mean, we we kind of talked this about. Uh, we talked to the. Eh, I can't even talk. We yeah. talked about this before. But this really felt like the Oscars were reaching for ratings. They were reaching to try to be funny and try yeah. to get all these names in there. At the end of the day, like movie lovers, and that's who you should be catering to, in my opinion. You should be catering to yeah. the, the hardcore base, movie lovers, film lovers, who really just want to be there and watch These are it people that throw for, Oscar parties. Yeah, this the, people, it's like, this they, is their Super Bowl. They want to be there for the celebration of film and exactly. the art of film. And there was a lot of shenanigans that I kind of was like rolling my eyes at, frankly. Um, I thought it was fine, but it was just like, it was a lot of nonsense. And... By the way, congratulations to Coda winning Best Picture. Yes. I, I watched Coda, by the way. You did. Watched it and loved it. You did? Love it. Just like the Green Book effect. I mean, like, I love it. Doesn't it just like. It warms your oh, heart. Yes. And, and like, it was just so, like, I mean, again, highlighting a community that you never was it really. Wasn't Troy Coatser just incredible? He was. Yeah. He was. And there was so much humor in that movie, but we don't have to get too into the yeah. weeds of all that. But I'm so um, glad they finally. I finally finished Power of the Dog. Oh, great. What'd you think? It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was an exciting no, reaction okay. to Dakota. It's okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it. I mean, the performances were good. I just, it was, I, it was, it was a like well-made film. Sure. And the performances were good. The story was interesting. The cinematography was beautiful. But I just like couldn't get over. It would just made me so uncomfortable. Which I right. guess it still created it's a reaction. It's right. supposed to do that. Right, 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 right. But like the. The, the skinning of the animals yeah, and, and yeah, the yeah. killing the rabbits. That's, that's rancher life right there. Yeah, that's that real, stuff, that stuff was a little hard for me to swallow. Um, yeah. But it added to it. And it did, you know, like we, we had talked about this, um, that, you know, films can, you don't have to enjoy them. For yeah, they don't have to make you feel all warm and fuzzy like, like Coda. for it to be good. Exactly. Right. So, uh, um, even though Coda did accomplish do, it, totally well well deserved. deserved. Yeah. Um, and I, that sort of kind of wraps up our, our Oscar yeah. our Oscar recap for this until first episode. Until next year. And, and from one last thing that we're going to end on, this is a this is unrelated to the Oscars. Just but something it fun. has something to do with movies, and it, it, it stirred a response out of yeah. me. I'll say that. Same. And, and actually, we, we posted a poll about this on the TMZ website. A lot of people like chimed 16, in. 16, 17,000 16, 17, people chimed in and yeah. weighed in on this. So here's the deal. Uh, there was this vi viral video that surfaced over the weekend. No context on when or where or anything. You don't filmed, really need yeah. it. Like The context is sort of in the video itself. It's a guy in what appears to be a relatively empty movie theater. Um, it would a lot of open seats. Uh, it would the video starts with him kind of being approached by, by theater staff telling him, you got to go to your assigned seat or you got to leave. In my, from my understanding, it seems that somebody came up to him. He was in their assigned seat, again, relatively empty theater, mm -hmm. and asked him to move. And he, he probably looked around and said, there's yeah. a million seats around here. Just grab a seat. No, I'm not moving. So he put his foot down. Staff came, asked him to leave. And like, just listen to a little bit of this. It's crazy. It's not your Go seat. Go away. That's not gonna I pay it. my money. I have a right to, to sit in your seat. OK. At this point, you are disrupting the show for these fine folks. We're going to ask you to leave. We'll get you a refund, though. I'll be nice and get you a refund. I don't know. I might want to be taken out in handcuffs now. I'll be nice and I'll get you a refund. I want more than just a refund. Okay. Can I get a drink? We'll take care of you. <laughs> so, so. The can I get a drink? Yeah, the, the, can, the can, can I get, get a drink, drink line is hilarious. <laughs> like, can I get a drink? Yeah. Can I get an extra large, please? Soda pop? Um, if, again, if, if you go watch the full video on our website, so you will see that he's basically, his point is this, if I just moved one seat over, then this would be a problem? Like, that's what you're telling me? If I just yeah. moved one seat over, all of this fuss would be, would not exist. And I, I watched that and I was like, you know what? I get his point. Like, especially in, in, the, in the context of what's happening, 
relatively empty theater. Crowded theater, completely Crow- different yes. story. Crowded theater, I get it. Like, yeah. you gotta, that's where assigned seating actually really plays a part, and you should be in your assigned mm-hmm. seat. And if, you know, and like, listen, I go to movies all the time. I, I sometimes I sit. I, 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 I don't sit. I don't always sit where I purchase the ticket. I sometimes it's, if there's like a, if I see a, a space that looks more appealing or it's a little more framed up in the middle or something, I'll go there. In a packed theater, if somebody comes and tells me to move, no questions asked. I'll leave. But in an empty theater, if somebody came up to me and said, "Oh, hey, you're in, you're in my seat," I would look. I would do what this guy kind of did. I'm not just like I would defend. I'm, def- I'm defending just, Santa Claus can't here. You just Santa Claus. I, I would be like, like I, I, I would look around else? and be like, "Bro, there's a million seats around yeah. here. Like, I mean, do you really need me to move?" I would just pose that question. Like, is it really that big a deal? Do you really need me to move? Just pick another seat. Like, who gives a shit? You know. But apparently this person, this man was faced with the same confrontation, and apparently this person, and I'm not going to say they carined or tattletailed, but they kind of did. 100%. They, they, they tattled and they went to management and said, this guy's in my seat. And, like, look, the, here's the thing. Like, theoretically, yes, it, it is a seat that somebody purchased, and in it theory— It is against the rules. Yes, it's against the rules, and in theory, yes, he should he should have moved— Gone to another seat. He, you could you could argue that he's the one being unreasonable for yeah. making such a big fuss. It's like, dude, who cares? Just move 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 your seat. It's not that it's not that big a deal. Because the the same argument can kind of be flipped on him. Like, well, dude, like there's a million seats. Like, just grab another seat. Like, who cares? But he was taking a principled stance. And I'll say this: in a, in a time where principled stances are far and few between, <laughs> I appreciate this one. And by the way, the poll that we posted. Seemed pretty split. It was like 50-50. It was kind of like 50-50. Well, like it was like 40-something yeah. with like 50-something. But yeah. like a lot of people agreed like, yeah, if there's other seats, then just sit somewhere. Who somewhere cares? Yeah. Like even if, it, yes, it's your assigned seat, yeah, but whatever the rules, whatever, grab a seat. So I don't know. What, what's your take on it? I actually agree with you. I think that, you know, I think, well, a little bit. I think what he, his, what his, his argument was warranted. Yeah. But his the way that he kept going on and on about right, it was right. a little was a little much. I'm like, I feel like he could have just said like, "There's all these seats available. Why can't they just sit somewhere else?" Which he said. He Which said, he said, right? right? But I feel like he didn't need to keep going on like, "I'm not moving. I'm not moving. Yeah, he, I'm not he moving." He definitely made a huge scene. Like that was not necessary, especially like, wait, I need to know like what movie were they seeing? Like, right. had it been had was it already supposed to start? Like, right, right. you know, like I feel there's, like there's in some context, information that's, yeah. that's missing. Like You're if right. it was like the Batman and it's like a three hour movie, like people have places to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 100%. I'd be kind of mad at that guy like that was you know holding up the movie. He was holding up the movie for sure. That would and be annoying. By the way, other people in the video, if you watch the full thing, they're like, "Come on!" Like, they're like yelling at him, like telling him to like shut the hell up, essentially. Yeah. So, I do, but I do think when the theater is pretty much empty and there's all these seats, mm-hmm. kind of like what you're saying, I move seats. If I if I if it's an empty theater, yeah, if it's convenient I like going to, to me, the theater I move. when it's less yeah. less crowded, to be honest, because then you can like be like, oh, I actually kind of move here, or like I put my purse on the like the, right. the seat next to me. And if someone came over and said, oh, I want to sit in that, this is my assigned seat where your purse is, and I'm like, can't you just sit over there? Yeah, there's all these open seats on this row. Right, right. But I wouldn't like. Go you get management. I wouldn't. The person went. I wouldn't start like being like, I'm not moving. Like I wouldn't have got. I wouldn't. <laughs> it's. I'll, yeah. I'll, I will acknowledge. It's a weird hill to die on. This yeah. man died on it. Um, <laughs> Did he, I, I want. I want to know. I'm curious to know. Like I want to know like, how it ended. Yeah. So so do I. But I, I guess I just missed the old days of movies where it's first come first serve. I'd miss the '90s, even though I wasn't really an adult in the '90s. It was like a low key Hunger Games. It like, was. I remember it was a like free Twilight. We would like camp out and stuff. Yeah, like it was a different time. So now things are a little more systematic and whatnot. So. Anyway, yes. that is a great way <laughs> to end our first episode yes. of Movie Crashers. Uh, and we can just mention, uh, TMZ Movie Crashers is on podcasts 
wherever you get your podcast. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. This is going to be on YouTube, YouTube as well. well. Yeah. So feel free to subscribe. Check us out. We're going to be doing this each week. Um, giving our hot takes. Giving our hot takes and giving you the movie content that you love. So yeah. check us out next time, and we will catch you guys next time. See you later. See ya. Thank you.